back to Nuts on I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. Sean. Dude. We're close to oh, football. I know. I know. We're real close to football. I, I have a not-so-fun story for you, man. Um, pretty serious story that happened to me on Friday. Friday, I get up, leave out of here, get ready for work. I pull out of my neighborhood uh, onto the main street leading out of my area where I live. And... There are several other neighborhoods all in a row back behind mine. And they all have, you know, the streets that lead out perpendicular to the road I was on. I had just pulled up and was probably in third gear going no more than like 30 or so miles an hour. And out of nowhere, like a streak of light, comes this kid on a bicycle, Rick. And I... I, I, I bicycle, Rick! Yeah, I downshift and let off the gas, and uh, hang on, dude, I hit him. I I hit what? the bicycle. Yeah, I hit the bicycle. Wait, you hit this? You hit him? You hit the bicycle? <clears throat> Did you hit both? I hit, I hit just the bicycle. He didn't stop in time. He was in my lane. I lock up the truck, and it was so slow mo to me that. I mean, it, it's still bothering me. Like, I, I dreamed about this crap. This is craziness. He was standing on his bike, like standing on the pegs, you know. And when my truck hit his front tire, he lifted his left leg. And it basically just knocked the bike out from under him. When when my truck came to a complete stop, he was standing about even with my driver's side, side mirror. Wow. You know, immediate reaction, get out. Are you okay? Oh, my God. What, you know, just, I don't know what's going on, really. Like, I'm in kind of a state of shock because of this turn of events that have just occurred. Luckily for me, there was another gentleman out on the phone in his yard. He sees it, is able to scream at the kid just in time. He was yelling, stop. And he kind of takes control and is like, hey, man, pull your truck down over here. Let's let's get him home. I'm like, all right, all right. Got the boy safe. Everybody's safe. There wasn't a scratch on him. He didn't even topple over any. He didn't have a cut, a bruise. The bicycle was a little worse for wear. He was able to push it home. The handlebars were just a little offset. That was it. This was something that could have been... Extremely, extremely bad. Um, you know, I'm not sure how I would have reacted if that situation had went any other way. It would have been just a devastating event in my life. And instead, it, it's definitely not a good event, but you got to take look on the bright side that, man, that what a day, you know. Uh, a truck going 30 miles an hour is I by the time he flew out in the yard I, I've tried I've looked at it several times on my way home looking at the distance I had it had to be 20 or 30 yards is the only room I had for reaction and I just lock it up you can see the slide marks of my truck uh, where I downshifted you can tell the tires spun a little it, it was just Whew. It was one of those that, uh, thinking about it now, I still get the jello legs and stuff. But man, that was a horrible, horrible thing. And it ended as good as something like that can happen. 
it was just crazy, man. Absolutely. Glad everyone's okay. Well, I wanted to talk about something that happened this week. Uh, the SNES pre- Classic pre-orders went live to much of everybody's consternation. Um, now, of course... This is this is the one that I was like, I want to pre-order, I want to pre-order, and now I've probably totally missed my chance, right? Well, you're not the only one. Let's talk about Nintendo and pre-orders here. Last year, we had the NES Classic came out. Uh, a lot of people weren't sure about it, didn't turn in pre-orders, didn't know the numbers. Everybody assumed it would just be out and you could pick it up. Not the case. Nintendo didn't release their numbers. They said it's a limited release thing. Wasn't planning on making more. And suddenly this thing went into skyrocket prices. Three and four hundred dollars yeah. on eBay still. I, by the grace of Zeus found one left in Walmart, their second restock. There was one left in the case. Two, I'm sorry, two left in the case. There was one left after I got mine. So, let's fast forward. A year. Well, you know, 11, 10 months into the future. Lessons should be learned. And the general public, let's, let's, let's not... The first one, okay, bad on everybody else. Because we didn't do our pre orders Right. So, I'm in GameStop one day, and somebody texts me or calls me and says, Hey, the SNES pre-orders, the SNES Classic. I turn to the girl and go, Hey, do y'all have pre-orders for the SNES Classic yet? She's like, I don't even know what that is. And then (laughs) turns around and checks her email, and she's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I I can start a list. You're the number one. So, okay. Number one on the list. Absolutely. And everybody in the United States knows they're going to do pre orders. They're going to have these out. Let's make sure we get pre orders in. And there was really, really scarce with the NES. So here comes the day. The lady calls me. Number one, this is at GameStop. We'll discuss some other pre orders here in a minute. Mm -hmm. Lady calls me. I'm at work. Cannot leave for another 20 minutes. Just can't. Right. Called my buddy. I was like, hey, they just called me. You need to get down there. You're second on the list. They're probably fixing to call you. Which they did. As soon as I got off the phone, they called him. He got down there, got his pre-order in. Right. Got there, and the lady told me on the phone, but I got there. The lady looks at me and goes, oh, man, our la- we just our last one. 20 minutes later, they'd sold their last one. Pre-order. Wow. Now, this was GameStop. and So how many units did they have? They, I was told by the girl that they were allotted six. For six. Six per GameStop. For this GameStop, six. A town of 10,000 people. They it's were allowed six. six. Which, number one, is under some suspicion because everywhere else on the internet that I could find, that I could look, everybody just casually was saying their GameStop's got ten. Each GameStop had a pre-order of ten. So, like I said, I I don't have any facts there. but Why why ten? That's the most ridiculous thing. Why six? Well, hold on, I'm getting to that. It gets even better. 
So my buddy, who had just left before I walked through the door, called me after and asked if, if I'd got mine. I said no. He's like, oh, man. Well, <laughs> and when I was walking out the door, the girl that worked there said, well, nobody else is here. I might as well get mine. Oh, One of the employees snap. got the pre-order. Which, I don't know their policies, but I know that if, if I was running a store, and if I had something like that, and a, a customer would never know or hear about something like that. Well, dude, let me, let me tell you, just, just on a side note from that, in, in the Funko Pop community, GameStop employees are known, extremely known, for saving the chase for themselves, saving the chase for their manager, setting back GameStop exclusives for their buddies and telling people that they're out. This is not the first occurrence for <clears throat> the precious GameStop to have shady employees. Well, not all employees. Now don't don't get me wrong. Are. If 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 it was my if it was my job, like I had sought out to be a toy manager of a Walmart, to be a GameStop employee for Perks, uh, I that's something I I would I would want to occur, but under certain circumstances, under rules. Like right. okay, if we are going to do this, money in hand, full at the time, no customer. This happens all before the doors even open. Yeah, yeah, and it's known to the customers that the employees get their cut before, you know. The, it, it's just a known thing. It's not though, right? Like, and the, and the, you know, a limit. The rules and policies of GameStop are yeah, yeah. Now I um, I don't mean like. You know, an employee could come and work there and buy 10 of the exclusive whatever and then go right. to eBay. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I mean, like, no, hey, no. I want my one. You got your one. Thanks for You're working your here. One. Yes. Yeah. You Thank know, you that's for fine. Being... Yeah. That's exactly why I would work at a place like that. I understand that if there are any GameStop employees, I, I agree with that. That's why I would be there. <laughs> yeah. But not. I've got. I bought my one, and I'm saving nine for my other buddies, and nobody else gets any before the doors open. No, 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 no. That's not. No. That that's bad for business. It's horrible. That's not for how business. it works. But let me let me talk to you about what else was horrible for business for GameStop. <laughs> Them scalping the SNES systems on pre-order day. They got caught scalping their. No, own they system. they are scalping the SNES systems. And let me tell you why I make such a statement. They went through their allotted six pre-orders. $25 down, you pre-order it, you had guaranteed one the day they arrive. Okay. Now, on the website and in the store, you could pay full price for a bundled system. Okay. Where they take a an SNES Classic and put it with crap you don't want that they've tried to sell already at a discount or at a clearance sale right? and jack up GameStop. the price. Yeah, GameStop crap. GameStop crap. They had a $99 system that came with a $10 book. So they're making $10 sheer profit on that. They had a $150 system that had... Uh, 
you know, something else packed in with crap. They're making a hundred dollar profit, or the. I'm sure it's a Funko Pop in one of them that somebody wants. They had, they had, they had three hundred and fifty dollar pre-orders for an SNES Classic. You had to pay full Whoa. price. Three hundred and fifty dollars for something that costs eighty nine. Three hundred and fifty dollars with like four things they've tried to sell on clearance before. And slapped in there and three hundred fifty dollars. And guess what? It worked. They sold every bit of those things, all of them. Yeah. They yeah, scalped because, because this is the only way people are getting them. Right. They so scalped if all it. the hundred dollar units are sold. I'm forced to get the three fifty one so that I can get what I want. I just want the system. But if all other packages are gone, you're left buying that top tier package so you can get your SNES. Exactly. And plus now. Wow. If it was if it was something wow. like here you get an SNES classic and a limited edition SNES Funko Pop that only comes with this set that will yeah. be worth three hundred dollars in a year or six months, okay, I see what you uh, that I, I, I okay I got it, but all of it like there was the Mega Man blaster and helmet set which they can't move those things except for Mega Man fans. That was one of the $350 sets. They are scalping this stuff. They are abusing their own customers. Ridiculous. Well, dude, that, I mean, we, we've had this discussion before. You know how I feel about GameStop. I, I avoid GameStop like the plague, man. Like, if it wasn't for Funko Pops and exclusives, and I go up there every now and then to get my Pops... And to walk out, I do not. The last game, the last game I got from GameStop that I actually pre-ordered and received day one was Grand Theft Auto V. And that's been five years ago. I think GTA V has been out about five years. That was seriously, and that was because I knew there would be a big push for it. And I don't feel comfortable with Walmart. So I use GameStop. They're at least a little more reliable. But yeah, man, I, I totally get the ah, the GameStop frustration. It, it's out there. And I, I don't know. I think they need to change their system. They need to change the way they interact with the fan, with their customers. It. Something needs to change in the next couple of years up there. I don't know. Well, not only GameStop, though, because here's the thing. Uh, Amazon had okay. pre-orders go up. I'm, I'm, I'm on an email list for Amazon. I don't have an email from Amazon. Why? Because the SNES Classic that I went to pre-order to send, send an email when this item is in stock is not the one they pre-sold. On the on the day oh. on the day it went up, they had a different item number, uh, different listing for the SNES Classic. Oh. Never sent oh. emails to anybody. And they just made a new post at four a.m. Now let me let me ask you this: Who is pre-ordering at four a.m.? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, four a.m. our time though. Yeah. It, well, I mean. Still, I, I I get it, yeah, because where's Amazon based out of California? So that would have been like one in the morning for them. Uh, still, I I don't get it. I I 
Yeah. Man. And Walmart, same thing. Except right. for Walmart, and then the, uh, they, they had their debacle a couple of uh, yeah, weeks Yeah, they ago, didn't you know, keep their pre-orders. They canceled all of their pre-orders, which was dumb. Jeez. They just could have held them. Yeah. And so, so did those people have to like re go get like? Oh, absolutely, yeah. They didn't have wow. a pre order anymore. They canceled so all the pre orders. Do you have one? No, do you have a pre. I absolutely no. do not have one. Um, wow. Oh, and now and you on were eBay, number one on, on the eBay, there the cheapest you can get one is two hundred and sixty nine dollars. Says confirmed pre order. There were tons of screenshots that uh, that uh, um, scalpers were showing where. Target, Walmart, where Amazon had allowed them to buy like screenfuls of SNES classics. Wow. Um, if I see something up here, I'll I'll definitely throw your name on a list or something. Holy crap, man. That is just a That's a cluster. That that's horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Nintendo and Nintendo brought this on themselves. And, and of if, course it's gonna be it's probably going to be scarce again. They're probably going to go. Oh, well, we we're not making that many. We don't know why. You know, our our main here's our main thing. You can buy our you can buy a switch. No, we can't. You can't even buy a switch. You're still having trouble getting those out. <laughs> hey, I did see two switch the other day at my Target, and that was uh, only the second time I've seen switches out in the wild, dude. My Walmart that I frequent normally to uh, purchase groceries and crap like that, they have a uh, the little scanner, you know, where you can scan something that's out of stock and it'll tell you when it's coming in. To this day, uh, if you scan the tag for the uh, switch, it says they're not getting any till October. Huh. Like, and that's Walmart, and I've never seen one. I've seen Target had. Two one time, Michelle and I considered getting one. We passed on it, and, and just last weekend, uh, I wall I was walking around and we seen two more. But yeah, the the switch is very hard to find as well. It's ridiculous. I don't understand. People want to give you their money, and you make it so that they can't, and you bring about frustration and anger. Because of your business practice. I don't understand how that's ever a smart business practice. It's not like you're giving away a collectible. It's not like you're giving away something that's going to increase in value exponentially when it reaches a certain age. You're selling a game system that is going to be played with by kids. More than likely, I know you would, you're looking forward to that moment of having that system and having your sons beside you and having nostalgia of watching them play games that you grew up playing. Yet, Nintendo wants to limit the people who can do that. Why? Why? I don't understand. Well, it's easy. I mean, it's artificial scarcity. It's a media storm. I mean, it's it, it, it works for them. I mean, it absolutely yeah, gets everybody talking about... I I, I understand not, that. I understand that. But I everybody mean, what, is clamoring for what they have. Right, but what good does Nintendo get from the $400 unit that's on eBay? Oh, I can't I don't know. I can't tell you. I that right. part I there's, don't know. There's, 
Nintendo, there's no good coming to you from this transaction occurring on eBay. Well, good I day, mean, they, all, all they're getting is free advertisement, which I guess is what they want. That's what they want. Oh, my goodness. I don't That's know. Ridiculous. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, they could... There are several things about the business world I don't understand. And putting out a system that everybody wants... First of all, there's two things with these. The the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, all they have to do is... They already have Nintendo.com or where NintendoShop.com and just make it to where... You buy, hook this thing up to your computer and go, oh, do you want to buy more games for this? Sure, we'll sell them to you. Here you go. Two, Just download. Two ninety nine a pop. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine a pop. Here you go. Oh, you want third party games? They're a little more expensive, but yeah, we'll get Final Fantasy. You know, uh, uh, pay, four and five, and and you could download them to here. Yeah, I mean, here's it's three extra dollars. Okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> this yeah. does not make sense. Oh my goodness. And of course that, everybody everybody's going to be screaming at their at their speakers just build a retro pie. Yes, I know. I I understand that. But I I mean that's what I'm going to My do. my 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 consternation comes from I cannot figure out why the people who own this crap who need to be making the money from this crap refuse to make money. <laughs> that that's mind-boggling yeah. to me. Yeah. Ah. Ugh. Anyway, that's that's my rant. I, I want one. I'm going to go to Walmart the day it launches. I'll be there at midnight. I'll, I'll take my chances. Yeah. I will check in the morning. But I'm I'm close to done with with being excited for this kind of thing because you're gonna have to do some Facebook living that night, dude. Because I want I want to see you get one. Yeah. Oof. Ooh, I don't know if but I, I don't know if you want don't uh, I don't know if you want to see me not get one though. <laughs> no, we want to see that. We want to see that as well. Uh, anyway, like if you go over to like the bread aisle and you sit down and just start crying, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Start cry, just beating somebody's face in crying. Why did you make me do this? They're like, uh, I don't even know. I'm just here for bread. Yeah, I want. I wanted to talk to you now a little bit. I spoke to you before the podcast about SNES games you played, and we both had Sega Genesis. I, it was it was friends of ours that had Super Nintendos, and so you you didn't have much experience with the Super Nintendo, right? I I didn't own a Super Nintendo, nor did I own a Sega Genesis. I I had friends that had say Sega Genesis. My my interaction with an SNES was renting one from the video store. Oh and my god! I dude, I completely I, forgot about. I I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I, in our conversation, um, I completely forgot about that being a thing. Yeah, kids, yeah. you used to rent Betamaxes and VHS players and and Super Nintendos from a video store. Holy crap! Yeah. Yep. I remember renting that with uh, Street Fighter. Now, it's not that I didn't play those games later, but when they were relevant and extremely popular, I I was not on that cutting edge. Um, now, the game, there's 21 games that come with this. Um, most of them I have played a little. Uh, Super Mario World, of course, everybody. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Mario Kart, or mm-hmm. you know, Super Mario Kart. Everybody played that anytime you were over at somebody's house. Now, I actually never played the Super Nintendo Zelda, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to doing that. I, I don't have that cartridge. Um, F-Zero, I do own oh, yeah. and have played plenty. Uh, mm-hmm. Super Metroid, I loved yes. Metroid. I'd never played Super Metroid. Nobody I knew ever had it. And that's one of the reasons I want this system. Uh, of course, Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Turbo, uh, which is the Street Fighter 2 Turbo is the one on here, and that was across all the systems. So, I mean, we all played that. Right. Super Punch Out, uh, Castlevania 4. I own a boxed Castlevania 4 and, and one, the plug into the Super Nintendo. I'm a huge Castlevania fan. You all know that. Uh, great game. One of the best games for the Super Nintendo. It completely deserves to be on this list. Whereas I'm also not upset that Castlevania X is, is not on here because it is a poor man's remake of um, Circle of Blood, Chino Rondo, that came out in Japan. The precursor to uh, Symphony of the Night, which is an amazing game. Donkey Kong Country, huge title for the for the SNES. Did you did you ever play that? Yes. Okay. That was a fun game. Mega Man X, I have that. Hard, oh, yeah. That game is hard as hard as everything. Yes. And uh, it, it's good. Uh, Kirby, I never was a big fan of the Kirby games. Now, I have played the Kirby game on the NES Classic, and actually it's really fun. I'd never even touched a Kirby game until that. And, you know, as simplistic as it is, the animation's great, it's a little funny, I, I'm kind of looking forward to playing a Kirby game. Uh, it has awesome. Final Fantasy III, w- uh, one of the best uh, Final <coughs> Fantasies before seven. Everybody played Final Fantasy III. Uh, yeah. I, I do own that. Uh, another Kirby, Star Fox. Star Fox was huge. Did you ever play Star Fox? Yes. Loved Star Fox, man. Yoshi's Island, a uh, big game that nobody owns. That's a uh, Nobody I knew owned that, but, I mean, it was... no. It was big. Super Mario RPG, huge game for the SNES. Uh, Contra, you know, I've never really... I I never really spoke to my love of Contra, but man, whatever we would rent games for the Nintendo, Contra and Super C were were always in in that list. I always renting Contra. I mean, I beat Contra. And uh, that's great. Secret of Mana, a great game. Earthbound is a game I've never played, but I've heard is amazing. And that's a really expensive cartridge. If you ever find Earthbound uh, out in the wild, buy that sucker. And Super Ghouls and Ghosts, um, which I have That'll played. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it's yes. fun. And of course, Star Fox 2 is being officially released on the system. <clears throat> and I really, really would like to play it. I know that it emulates. I know it's out there. whole game. But it's an official release of that game on this system. Right. Ah. Yeah. And that's the way you want to play it. I mean, that's that's it, the ideal way to do something, you know. It, it's always better when you have the official release. Or, or at least mentally it feels this is the way it's supposed to be played. You know, something in your mind lets you think that it's just a little bit faster. It's a little bit smoother. It's the controls are just a little bit better than what it would be if you played it on an emulator. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, here's my final thought on 
on Nintendo and these systems. If if the lesson they don't learn by the end of all this is, you know, have a have a super system that has both or whatever or or a new thing and do a Kickstarter and I know people hate that idea. Hate that idea of something being on Kickstarter. Why don't they just make it? Well, if it's on Kickstarter, everybody who backs it is guaranteed to get what they want. Like, hey, we're gonna do a hundred dollar system. It's gonna yeah, have it's gonna be play Nintendo and Super Nintendo. We're gonna throw in some sixty N sixty four emulation, some bonus games on there. Hundred dollars, you're guaranteed one. We have to meet a million dollars. They're gonna hit five million dollars. Everybody gets one and it's great. Ain't gonna happen. But why why why? <laughs> They're not gonna, why would gonna you happen. not? Why would you not have my people who want to give you money take that's, their money? That's what I just said. That's what I just. Why? Said. I'm, I'm with you. All right. They're not smart. All right. I'm, go, I'm going to. I'm going to end this topic. All right. Door is shut. Now, can you please explain to me the debacle that is? Matt Reeves' Batman movie, please. Yes, easily. this is getting ridiculous. It's clickbait is what it is. Oh, and I'm so sick of it. Like, it, and they, I swear they do it on purpose. One week, you get this story. Then next week, oh, never mind. All that stuff, all those clicks you gave that website for last week, those were false clicks because here's the real story. This is getting annoying. And the same websites are doing it over and over. Like, <clears throat> I mean, there there are certain Facebook pages that I follow that I'm seriously about to unfollow because I swear that's what they do. They are they are pining for clicks, man. Basically, what Matt Reeves said in a nutshell, I don't have his original quote, was there won't be any other DC people in the Batman movie. And the way he said it, all the media jumped on it and said, "Oh, Batman's going to be standalone. It's rebooting. You know, we're, no, it's not connected to the DCU." And you know, he's like, "Whoa, what? What just happened?" <laughs> of yeah. course. And, and I do have the tweet from him. He's like, "Geez, what did I miss, guys?" Just to be clear, of course, in capital letters, Batman will be part of the DC universe. Batman will be Batman. Uh, in my comments while uh, from a while back about not being from the DCEU, I was talking about Batman being a solo, uh, specifically about Batman. No, no, right. no, nothing. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, it's a much Batman ado, much ado about, about nothing. Yes. Now, yeah. as to this Joker standalone movie that got him announced, oh. I I don't know, Sean. How do you feel about that? Martin Scorsese? I mean, is this real? Has this been confirmed that Martin Scorsese it could be a part of a standalone Joker movie? Like, because that's huge. That, that, that's, that, that's a big name. That's like, you know, <clears throat> yeah, we all love, all of us that listen to probably this podcast and listen to geek and nerd stuff, Joss Whedon's 
the top of the line, the cream of the crop when it comes to directors for us. Well, now you start you start name dropping Martin Scorsese. Well, he's not the director. Like, before before you get too far into that, he's not okay. the director. It's is he producer? He is a producer. Uh, Deadline dropped some news that DC and Warner Brothers were moving forward with a standalone Joker origin story, co-written and directed by The Hangover's Todd Phillips and produced by Martin Scorsese. Okay, produced by Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I started to say, good lord, man. If the the DC Universe, talk about stepping up your game. <laughs> but now, oh this my. is also saying that uh, the Joker will not be tied to an existing iteration of the character, so no Jared Leto for the role. Really? I don't know about that. That would be... If, you, if you're going to have Martin Scorsese in there, why not have Jared Leto? I mean, why... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thing is, if we're doing a Joker Origins, I want the origin from The Killing Joke. I would love to see that story on the big screen. I want him to be Jack Napier like the movie. <laughs> hey, did you did you see... Uh, I read the other day, Jack Napier uh, is officially comic book canon. Oh, yeah. I saw they, something about that, yeah. They had, they had introduced Jack Napier into comic book. And I was like, what? Jack Napier's comic book canon now? That's ridiculous. But he, not my Joker. Not not my Joker. That's right. Oh, my goodness. But, dude, I'd love to see a standalone Joker movie. That, I've seen so many people, of all villains, why this one? Because this is the one that could make a solid movie. I, I fully believe... The the Joker movie would, I would watch that. I mean, I can't think of a many more other villains that are out there that I could watch a standalone movie about them. Oh yeah, sure you could. I mean, they could make a movie as what long as you got a good writer. I mean, you could have you could have a movie about whoever. I mean, you could do well, a I mean, Lex Luthor movie. I, okay, here, here I know we're in talks for a Doctor Doom movie, so that's a villain with a standalone. But still. Lex Luthor. I mean, there's not too many of those bad guys that are good enough that you're like, this is a bad guy that people, when I put his name on a poster, people are going to come to the theater to watch a movie about this guy. Yeah. The Joker is number one. The Joker is number one on that list. Well, you could say the same thing about heroes like Guardians of the Galaxy. Why? Why? That's got a talking raccoon in it. Are you crazy? <laughs> On that, see, but that was a worry, and they pulled that off. I'm just saying, as far as well, see, that's that's a real worry for this, though, because we're talking, we're not talking about Marvel pulling a Doctor Doom movie off, or I mean Fox, but I mean, we're talking about DC trying to pull this off. I mean, they've barely gotten one great movie, the top three. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They nailed Wonder Woman. They're weak on Superman. <laughs> they nailed Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins is going to pop out of this microphone and slap you. Um, they did okay with... I mean, they did great with their original Batman movies. And they did pretty good in Batman v Superman with Batman. But Wonder Woman blew it out of the water. And now we've got this trouble with the Justice League movie. 
you know, not not of anybody's fault, but I mean, it is it is something a concern. Oh, yeah. oh gosh, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I really hope DC is, you know, gone down the right path with things, and maybe they've. Well, I'm excited for Justice League. I am. I'm. I'm ready for it. I oh. watched a couple of other. I rewatched the trailers the other day, and I was like, you know what? I I can do this. I need to get over whatever's holding me back from fully embracing this Justice League and just do it and go for it. Speak, you know. Speaking that, of the the DC stuff, did you did you get my text of the Suicide Squad trailer? Uh, um, Game of Thrones. I did not. I did not. <laughs> okay. At some point today, uh, somebody did a great version. Uh, they, you know, of the Suicide Squad trailer, but it's with right. all the Game of Thrones stuff, and it is amazing. I'll check that out, dude. Oh, all right, man. Um, I did have time to do one thing, a couple things on night shift, and one of those was Friday. We got Death Note, Netflix. Death Note movie. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to check out any of it? No, I have not been able... I haven't had a chance to watch any of it. Okay. Uh, I've been thinking about how I would say this, but let me go about it this way and, and see how this works. Would you say that if I were to tell you, hey, here in the next 30 minutes, I can show you a clip, and it will take everything that you need to know about Dragon Ball GT, and it shrinks it down into uh, a 30-minute show, and you you don't have to watch Dragon Ball GT. You can just watch this 30 minutes, and you will know everything that happens. You will see all the good fights. You will see all the awesome transformations, and you don't have to deal with all the crap. You, you would probably like that, correct? Because I've seen some of Dragon Ball GT, so... Right. That's what I'm saying. It's bad. So if somebody wanted to condense it down and you didn't have to see the bad, you would probably enjoy that more so. Dragon Ball GT, Kai. Right. That's what they did with Death Note, only they did that to a great anime. I This is one where I I can't speak highly of Netflix for me. This, this one hurts, man. I loved Death Note. There was, you know, there's the game between how smart is Light and how smart is L. And they have this cat and mouse game of back and forth and back and forth. And that is what makes the anime good. The buildup of when are they going to meet? When is this going to happen? Who's going down this path? And nope, Light cuts him off here. And L's doing this. Oh, Light got him again. You know, that is what makes this enjoyable. Death Note, this movie. Thank you, Willem Dafoe, for being the only redeeming quality about this movie. It felt extremely rushed. It felt extremely condensed. Uh. If your name wasn't Willem Dafoe, you were not that great an actor in this movie. The, The dad did not come off feeling like the dad in Death Note. He he was just kind of 
abrupt and abrasive and all of his caring lines that he had with light felt really forced. Light is some kind of, I don't know, the, the actor that played Light, I don't know if he watched the anime at all. He he feels like a, a 90s emo kid, man. And, and they made Mia, this girl in this... I, I'm just so unhappy with the way this turned out, man. Like, I had such high hopes. And, and I guess I shouldn't have. Because... It's the Lost in Translation stuff that makes going from an anime to an American adaptation difficult. People can say what they want about who is cast as what character. And I don't, I honestly, I don't care about that. And, and that may be just my point of view. I do not care who is cast to play what characters. As long as the story is told, as long as the the anime that I loved, that story is conveyed, those feelings are conveyed onto a live-action screen, there was none of that. None of it. Mm. It Very, very disappointing Death Note, man. Very disappointing. I, uh... Anybody listening, I, I would love to know your thoughts on Death Note. We could discuss even further, but I don't want to give anything away. Cause I, but also, I don't, I, I don't want to put it on don't see it yet because I need people to discuss it with. I want you to watch it, Rick. I know what I just said is very discouraging, but I need you to watch it so that people can understand. I, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not just hating on the casting. I've seen so much negative stuff already saying, well, if they had just cast so-and-so, well, if they had just cast this person or this person. No. You could have had your dream cast for that movie, and that story was so chopped up and condensed that it still would not have been a good movie. I'm sorry. It would not. If those lines are exactly the same, if that story is exactly the same, there it does not matter who is acting in those roles. Although, I will say, the people acting in those roles did not do a very good job, in my opinion. Did not. It was just, ugh. When I was finished with the movie, I, I just sat there for a minute. I was like, there's like a long credit scene, and I noticed on my, you know, the scroll bar, I was like, oh, there's a lot here. Maybe there's an after credits or something. There wasn't. It. Oh, my goodness. The frustration, the disappointment of the Death Note movie. I, uh, I wish it would have been better, man. I hate to hear that, because there's so many people, even though I've never watched uh, the show completely, Everybody I know who loves anime loves Death Note, so that's oh, yeah. that's kind of discouraging, and I hate to hear that. You know, um, that it, this isn't the death knell for Netflix at all. You know, they no, still got no, great it, stuff. It's just I hate it when something goes bad that yeah. that people love. Um, yeah, but I'll, but I'll give it a watch. You know, give it a watch. Something else you should give a watch to. Something else that I have watched part of. I hadn't completed it yet. But, oh my goodness, Amazon released 
season one of their version of The Tick. And I absolutely love it, man. <laughs> it is so funny. Spoon. I love The Tick. Oh, my goodness. On a, on a positive, positive note, if you need something funny to watch and you haven't watched The Tick on Amazon, check it out. Such a good show. They convey the humor. They convey the the horrible, cheesy villains that I freaking love the terror. I love the terror. He is so funny. It, it, where, where Death Note was such a letdown, the exact same night is when I started The Tick, and it was awesome. I've only watched the first four episodes, but very good so far. Definitely worth watching. And dude, that moves us on to local hall. And like I said, I was on night shift, so I got Jack Squad again. Did you get anything? Local hall. Well, I was able to score a couple of things. Uh, one of which, Masters of the Universe. Catch this. <laughs> I was in my local Walmart, and I had forgotten that at San Diego Comic-Con, they had announced... Mega Constructs were doing a He-Man and Skeletor minifigure. And I got both of them. He-Man and Skeletor. Nice. They're awesome. You could switch Skeletor's awesome. uh, staff head, the ram head, with his head. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, these things aren't but like an inch and a half high. But uh, I thought it was really neat. Can you put He-Man's head on Skeletor's oh, body? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. I've already done that. That's awesome. You know, and hopefully they'll do they'll do some small like a like a Castle Grayskull set or something. That would be really neat oh. to have on your desk. Uh, now they oh, didn't announce it? any of that, but uh, there's plenty of customs out there you can look at that are that are pretty pretty sweet. You know, it's not Legos, but it's something different. It's just something neat to have. Um, yeah. I also was able to score uh, a while back. I got in on the pre order to uh, what's called. Uh, the Siege, Siege on Cybertron uh, Transformers set. It was a Big Bad Toy Store exclusive. <laughs> this actually had some great repaints from a great figure, Trigger Happy. They made the character uh, Metal Hawk from the... Uh, used to be Japanese only, but now he's also been in the comic. Uh, a great role in, in, in the Transformers comic, actually, for him. And... It had Tidal Wave from Armada, which was made out of the uh, broadside mold, and they did an exclusive new figure. Uh, one of the Decepticon clones, uh, Pounce, is in that set. And the only way in America to get... There was a Power Master Optimus Prime uh, that was released for Titan's Return. Well, in Japan, they remolded it and made it the... Um, Power Master Optimus Prime mold. Different feet, some different chest-looking thing. Well, Hasbro brought it over here and put it in this set. So you could get that set here. And um, I, I, it came in this week, and, and it's it's great. It's absolutely great. That is awesome. And But no comics. Um, which dried no up, comics. Dried up locally, yeah. Dude, we're we're coming up a couple of weeks away from Arkansas Comic Con, yeah. so uh, I, we we need to do some work together here in uh, <clears throat> next week or so. I I think we have something important coming up. But before we discuss that, um, Lost in Time, man, 
something that uh, we discussed before the podcast that uh, whether you wanted to or not, you just can't do anymore. Did you ever, you, Ricky, prank call somebody? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I did. Um, I, I can't think of but exactly. You don't, but, but you don't uh, have a memorable one? No, no. I mean, stupid stuff. Because, I mean, I was I was worried about other things and I was old enough to do really cool ones. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, is your refrigerator running? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Well, uh, the only one I did, I mean, that, that I totally memorable was every year on my birthday from about eight years old through 13 or 14 years old, uh, I had a birthday party and, uh, we got to skimming the phone book one night and we called Michael Jackson (laughs) and every year on my birthday, we called Michael Jackson. He would answer and we'd go, I'm bad. And then we'd hang up. <laughs> and I'm talking every year on my birthday. That was a reoccurring thing. Every birthday party, we called Michael Jackson. I, I wonder to this day if Michael Jackson still wonders, huh, I wonder if those kids will ever call me back. <laughs> he, after, you know, the first couple of years, he was annoyed. The last three years, he just accepted. And now the rest of his life, he's like, they've forgotten about me. <laughs> They're never gonna call me he's back suffering, again. He's suffering some, uh, uh, oh my gosh, some sort oh of my. postpartum depression, some existential crisis about kids. Where are calling. they? Where, Where did they go? The, did they... Where are the Michael Jackson kids? <laughs> but I tell you now, prank calls didn't just stop there. That that prank calls were a part of my life later on, but they weren't mine. Um, in a ending of a trend, there used to be great comedy albums that came out. I mean, like, uh, you know, it started, what I can remember is like George Carlin, The Seven Words You Can't Say on TV, and Richard Pryor, and, and, and Eddie Murphy, Raw, you know, those kind of things, which were great, kind of ended up on the downslide and, and in the gutter whenever we got to Roy D. Mercer prank calls and, and Jerky Boys. <laughs> Oh, but I loved Roy D. Mercer, man. Yeah, uh, uh, shape, shape of Bugs Bunny big, on her how butt. How big old boy are you? <laughs> I'm fixing to come down he, there and bring a 55-gallon drum of whoop-ass and pour it all over you. He said, you you kept, my wife said you kept trying to look down her shirt. He's like, sir, I'd said no such thing. You said, get down there, look at them tires. Them are good tires. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And How big's the back seat? <laughs> and Roydy Mercer was a thing like most of my friends listened to. I, I never had any of that, but I did have Jerky Boys rec- uh, CD. And gosh, mm-hmm. I loved the Jerky Boys. I even watched the stupid Jerky Boys movie. I can still quote something from it. Loved it. You know, <laughs> they were Dude. up there with the hot mops, and I fired them off in there. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. It's just sad. That that's a that's a thing that can never happen. I mean, you can prank phone call people. I get it happen to me all the time. They're called telemarketers. <laughs> well, I woke up this morning. My mother she poured hot grease all over my chest, back and genitals. What's that got to do with my oh. order? I'm blind. Damn it! Can't you see that? 
Oh my goodness, dude. I do miss prank phone calls. I, <laughs> I remember those CDs. Those were so much fun. But Rick, I have a question for you. Have you seen it? The Green Room. I have not. I've heard interviews with uh, Patrick Stewart. I've uh, seen reviews that are great, but I have not watched it yet. I think I touched on this movie when Anton Yeltsin passed away. Yeah. I had said, you know, uh, this was a great movie, but it never made it to have you seen it. And it really deserves it. This is a really good movie. I ain't gonna lie, it's got a couple of scenes in it that when I rewatch it, I fast forward through them. Um, it, it's got one of the most gruesome, gruesome scenes with a box cutter that I can, I don't want to describe it. it. It is just horrific. It's one of those movies where you're watching it and when that scene starts, you just cringe. The, the, you know what's gonna happen. And um, for those that don't know, it's about a punk band that goes to do a show. <clears throat> and they realize that um, they're doing the show for a bunch of white supremacists. Led by none other than Sir Patrick Stewart. And some stuff happens and it ends up the band versus the supremacist. And let me tell you, it goes down. It is a brutal movie. It is... Don't be squeamish when watching this. There, There is a lot of violence on both sides. And, whew, it, it's, a, it's a tough one. But, man, when you're done, it's such a good movie. And makes you realize how great an actor Anton Yeltsin was. And how great an actor Sir Patrick Stewart is. That There's... There's tons of other great actors and actresses in that series, or in that show, but you need to see it. Green Room, check it out. Right, and uh, you know, I'm going to riff off of you on, on both of my things this week. Uh, my Have You Seen It is going to be American History X. Oh. Such a good movie. I mean, oh my God. the storytelling of that movie, uh, the acting in that movie is absolutely amazing. Now... That's another I, one with the brutality. I'm not going to lie. The brutality factor in this movie and the the disgusting human being, part of human being in this movie mm. is in there. It's not for the squeamish. But man, that movie sticks with you. Oh, yeah. It sticks with you. Once you watch it, I, I honestly have only seen that all the way through twice. And, and you know me, I'm the guy that everybody watches, I'll watch the, the movies that nobody, oh, I watched that one time and I just can't watch it again. I I can't watch American History X on repeat. That is that is one of those that is, ooh, that's a rough yeah, movie Yeah, I've got watch. I've got very few movies like that in, in my mind. I mean, uh, Seven is that way for me. Um, oh, I just had another one. You oh, say oh, Requiem for a Dream? No, Black Hawk Down is is another one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some really great movies that I just, whew, I've seen it. <laughs> I don't know if I could go through it again. And I mean, I know Black Hawk Down is is a, people celebrate that movie. Oh, yeah. It's just I've a little rough a for me. Absolutely a little rough. Now, now you got another one this week that you don't want us to see. Is that correct? That is that's correct, and it related to 
green room, not in violence, but in actors. Sir Patrick Stewart was in a movie called Masterminds. Okay. I haven't seen it. Don't. Do not see that movie. Ugh. He has a mustache. He's like him versus a kid. Like, he's supposed to be this brilliant, like, uh, criminal mastermind. And, you know, this kid is the hero of the movie. It's it's bad. It's not it's not a Sir Patrick Stewart caliber movie. Oh my goodness! I didn't. I guess everybody's got their their list of bad movies. But dude, um, like I mentioned earlier, coming up in a couple of weeks, September 9th and tenth, Arkansas Comic Con will be happening in Little Rock, Arkansas, at the State House Convention Center. I. I'm looking forward to this, man. I'm excited about getting to meet some people. I'm excited at seeing about how many people will actually be in the panel room when you and I sit at the microphone. Like, are we going to be talking to some crickets? Or uh, will it be way more than what we expect and we're going to be, uh, why are all these people here to see us? Either way, I'm going to have a blast. But if you want to be there, Please, show up. We'd love to meet you. It's going to be super exciting. Oh. And uh, when it comes to social media, you can find me at Maynard98. You can find both of us on Twitter at NotSoSouthernGs. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search NotSoSouthernGentleman on Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, Pinterest. <laughs> I, 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 I still can't believe you got a Pinterest. I've got it's a Pinterest. Crazy. It just uh, it's That's got awesome. It's full, here. Hold on. No, no, no. I can I can pull this up real quick. I mean, really, Pinterest. I've just got folders with pictures in them, and this is what everybody does on Pinterest. I've got like I've got seven hundred and seventy six followers on Pinterest. That is freaking awesome. Way I have go. like a com a comics I own personally board a video game. Board, Marvel, Castlevania, Transformers, The Living Mummy, Macross, Ghost Rider, Sci-Fi, Screenshots. I don't... What? Screenshots? That must be automatic. Uh, 80s nerd stuff. GoBots, DC, Diaclone, Arthur Adams, artist, of course. Uh, Masters of the Universe, Star Wars, GoBots, Kamen Rider. Just Good a board, bunch of dude. stuff. Bunch of, bunch of stuff right. I love. If you want to so know you, what Ricky Westbrook likes... Look at look at Pinterest, and you you will pretty much know. If you have a Pinterest, go follow Ricky. He's quite the hot commodity. <laughs> Ford, not so southern gentleman. I'm Sean. I'm Ricky. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>